So guys, this is what we're gonna do. The topic is how to make a reel to land a job. There's five main things that I'm gonna talk about. And then I wanna talk about mistakes that a lot of filmmakers make when it comes to making a reel. What's up guys? Reels nowadays are getting irrelevant. And I wanna talk about why that is. Cause you know, five or 10 years ago, that's the only way to get a job. And I wanna to touch base on what's happening and what can happen to change that. A lot of us forget what's important and you know, to the client, to the other party than ourselves. You know, sometimes we just get lost in the process and we create something that's not marketable, you know, and I'm gonna talk about how to reverse engineer that, like what they need to see than what you think is cool. So we're gonna talk about that. And then I'm gonna touch base on, I'm gonna show you some of my reels and I'm gonna break them down, okay? So I'm gonna play them through let you digest and then I'm gonna go back in and I'm gonna break them down for you and just kind of tell you what's going on, why I'm doing, what's happening here and then also the aftermath, success and losses. I'm gonna tell you if something came out of it or if it didn't work out. And then the last thing I'm gonna talk about is do's and don'ts, okay? About what's the next step? So you made a reel, right? So what do you do with it? How do you go about it? How do you distribute it? And we're gonna to touch base on that and I think that might as well be one of the most important steps in the process. Um, guys, another thing that I wanna tell you is uh, go check out my Instagram page because there's a lot of little nuggets that I put on there, so like top five mistakes for filmmakers. So go, go to my Instagram page the handle is the Cosman and check out what I post every day okay so I do a lot of where we're showing like top five mistakes you know people make in a demo reel and it's a one minute quick video and it's gonna be super valuable okay I also give you guys like you know crazy breakdowns and uh, you can look at my note trees stuff like that check this out you're gonna get tons of stuff like that you're gonna get to see my reels and upcoming events and behind the scenes and things like that so I think it's very valuable handle is the Cosman Okay guys, let's get into it, okay? So I wanna start off with reels and when I said why they're irrelevant nowadays. So think about demo reels nowadays. They are modern day business cards. And what I mean by that is that we are living in this social media age where transparency is everything, right? So back in the day, like with demo reels and things like that, it was all about smoke and mirrors. You know, we're building ourselves into these professionals and betting out you know putting our best work out which is true you got to do that but nowadays people want to see you know you breaking that fourth wall you know you connecting with people on a human level right so unless the reel is you know very targeted and niche and has a purpose i mean just it, nobody's gonna watch it even if you go on my page on instagram and just scroll through my content and see what gets so much attention compared to even like some of my professional work. If I don't put my face to it, if I don't give you a little backstory or break it down or something like that, you don't wanna see it. You know why? Because we're spoiled, because we see demo reels from, we see trailers, movie trailers, we see commercials that are $6 million productions, $70 million productions. So what my point is that unless your reel has something to say and for you to add a unique touch, it's just gonna get lost in the mix. So that's very important to know. So, you know, like I said, it's a modern day business card. Nobody cares about it. Like when you meet somebody, you give them your Instagram handle. You don't hand out business cards, okay? Because it's gonna go in the garbage. Um, same thing with like websites, like personal websites, what are those? You know what I mean? Like nowadays, everybody is just 
doing the next big thing, you know, and, and sharing that with people on Instagram, on YouTube and stuff like that to just get exposure. LinkedIn, LinkedIn is a great, great place. And a lot of people are misusing LinkedIn. They're still using it as like a career builder sort of thing, you know, where they're so professional and everything. Yes, you can be, but at the same time, it's a great platform. You know how Instagram or how Facebook used to give you so much exposure, organic exposure, and you don't get that nowadays? You have to do paid promotions and things like that. Well, LinkedIn is what Facebook was five years ago. So like right now, the organic reach is insane. When I post something and I do two hashtags, 500 people get to see my stuff and I'm not popular on LinkedIn. I recently started using it only four or five months ago, like when it comes to making posts. But my, my point is that you want to get out there, you know, get a head start, use a platform like that. Okay, now I want to talk about the biggest mistake that's happening with current filmmakers, a lot of them. And a lot of them are doing it right and a lot of them are doing it wrong. And the people who are doing it wrong, I was one of them up until a freaking year ago, year and a half ago. And I'll, I'm going to tell you what I'm talking about. I know so many people that get a full-time job or something like that, and it'll be an entry-level video producer gig or whatever have you, and they are spending all their time just working, whatever they're working, and they're living in a cave. They're not sharing anything. They're keeping everything close to their chest. And what's happening with that is that nowadays, like you have to understand the power of social media. Because if you're working a job, you have a full-time job, you think you're secure, you're not. Something is going to come up, something is going to change, you know, and you get laid off or something like that. And all of a sudden, you have no connections, you have no Rolodex, you can't really reach out to, you know, Joey or anyone, you know, because you didn't make those connections while you were working, you were so inactive, you know, you were a ghost. So that's one thing that you got to keep in mind. I was the first one to admit it that I was the craziest eye roller when it came to social media, like going live on Instagram. That's not me. Like something like that would have never happened, you know, or even doing this, like it just the mentality was completely different, you know, old school, you know, thinking and stuff like that. Social media is to waste time. It's not to like provide value or share something um, that you have to say that can help many people. And you have to internalize it, though. Like, you know, because if you, if your outlook on social media is that it's a bad thing, then you're gonna, then that basically that means that you're putting out stuff like that. And then sure, don't waste your time. Don't do that. Then this, this advice is not for you. But if you genuinely think that you can make a difference, you can share something. And I'm, I don't mean like in a narcissistic way, like I'm sitting here, you guys are here to like, listen to me, blah, blah, blah. I'm a big deal. That's not what I mean. I mean, you genuinely just share what you do and what worked for you and you share, you try to be as honest as possible. Like I said, later on, I'm gonna tell you what I thought is gonna be the greatest thing, greatest hit, and it didn't work out. So I wanna share those things too and keep that in mind. So when you go on social media, be transparent and don't get disheartened. You put something out there, it doesn't get any love, blah, blah, blah. You always have to start from the start, you know? I mean, I've been shooting my stories since I had like zero subscribers on YouTube and now I have 2,100 subscribers in like three, four months. And it's amazing to see that growth and how I have changed over time and learned so much from the process. And uh, you know, you can't just wait. You gotta get in there and get going. You gotta do it today. If I had a YouTube channel four years ago, I might've had like 400,000 subscribers by now, but I don't live in regrets. It's great that I'm doing it right now. I'm 33, so by the time I'm 40, I might have a million subscribers or more, you know? And um, so it's never late and never too late, 
but you gotta take action take actions and just get started like do it right now do like start posting stuff and start posting think about it what interests you what made you come to this webinar right now what am i doing try to take my process or somebody else's process that impacts your life a little bit or a lot and then reverse engineer it like you know how can you try to do that but with your own flair and share that with people right that's something that i can give you from that one thing that I can tell you to get started with like social media, because some of you might be like, I don't have a lot of stuff. I don't know what to do. Like, I don't even know what's the first thing, how to begin promoting myself or just getting these words out there. Let me just show you what you can do. I would say do a one minute behind the scenes of anything that you've done. It could be a wedding video that you shot. It could have been a freaking birthday party of your son. Like whatever it is that you did, it doesn't need to be a project with Honda or Nissan or anything like that. And if you have those, great. Just take a chunk of that. Talk about the inspiration, why you did it. Keep it short. Keep it simple. I would start with something like, you know, even like this webinar. Like, so if you go look at my latest like Instagram post, it was top five mistakes, you know, filmmakers make when making a demo reel. And then that led into come join me and watch this. You know, that was just one way to approach it. I could have also approached it with from an authority perspective where I could have said I've worked with Toyota, I work with Vizio, I work with PNG, blah, blah, blah. Listen to me because I have something important to say. That's a different like, you know, angle. So there's so many different things that you can do and play around with, but you don't know what works unless you start putting that stuff out there and then analyze the data. And then that's what's going to tell you what people want to hear. And it not necessarily what people want to hear that you know you're just you're gonna turn into a people pleaser, but more so than you're gonna understand the psychological aspect of it, like what works, what doesn't work. I can't tell you enough, like no joke. I cannot tell you in the last three months since I started my YouTube channel and got heavy on social media how much work I've gotten since then, and people just reached out to me from all over the place. You don't even know. Like, I mean, I might not get, like I, I might post something on LinkedIn and it gets like, you know, 500 views, but like two likes. But then that one like, one person reaches out to me and goes, hey, we're working on this pilot. We don't really like the editor that we're working with. Watch your stuff, love it, blah, blah, blah. Can you come in, you know, can you help us out? And I went and did it, they loved me. And now they're in the, like we're in the talks of like, you know, me taking over the entire show, being the lead editor for the entire season. And the icing on top is that they trust me now to a point that they want to give me a hard drive with six episodes and see me in six months, that kind of job, you know, where I can work remotely. So I did that because they saw me providing some value. A lot of the times we just put out our demo reel and think that everybody gets it. We assume that these big head honchos, they know what to look for. They get it. They don't get it. I worked on a project where my client says, hey, I really like this shot, it matches, and it was a stock footage that I was using. And they were like, I really like this shot, it matches with whatever else we shot. So this was really cool. And I'm like, can I tell you a fun fact? And she's like, go ahead. And I'm like, okay, so, you know, we're trying to show that it's a middle of the night, we're in the middle of the ocean, it's a rogue wave that's hitting this freaking ship. And this shot that I got, the stock footage, it's like a 60 frames a second, you know, the ship is just cruising and it's an overcast day. I changed it to day for night, turned it into a freaking night. I added rain, so it's raining. And then I added tons of shake to show that the waves are hitting, you know, the rogue waves are hitting the freaking ship. And then I added like lightning in the back. 
her mind was just freaking blown away. If I wouldn't have explained that to her, like she just wouldn't have known, you know? There's no way because if I show you that right now, you wouldn't know that that happened. But I did that, you know? So sometimes it's not bragging or anything. It's like letting other people understand what goes into that and educating them. And then that will give you the leverage so just another little nugget. Now I just wanna go through the top five mistakes that filmmakers make with their demo reels. And I wanna look at some of these comments too. Yep, my wife is right. Dana of all trades, shout out to my wife. She's like, social media is just not media anymore. The key is listen, engage, and build relationships. I couldn't agree more. You know, before I always like just cried about like, hey, look at my content. Like my brother just rolls a camera, you know, like pulls out a freaking phone and just puts the camera to his face and makes a video and it gets like freaking 50 shares and 400, you know, bookmarks and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like showing the sophisticated new Nissan project that I worked on, blah, blah, blah. And it's getting three likes. What the hell is going on? Well, it's a one way street. I'm not communicating with people. I'm just basically saying, hey, I'm shoving information down people's throat and people don't want that. People don't care for it nowadays. You know, they're too smart for that, you know? And I'm just saying, watch this, like this. And my description is like one line, work with Nissan. You know, it comes off just like being a jerk face, you know, it's not cool. Like people want, people want to connect. They want to ask questions. You have to give them some context. Everything has to play in context. Before I will make a video on YouTube and then just like, don't do anything for Instagram or just whatever is the leftover afterthought would go on Instagram. So of course I wasn't getting any engagement because you have to respect each platform and uh, their audience. It's significantly different, right? Facebook owns Instagram. Tell me that these two audience just couldn't be more different, right? Then you look at YouTube, then you look at LinkedIn, Twitter, it just, different audience, you know? So you have to create, you have to tailor made, you know, messages for each one. So that's important, like dry out that well before you just think that there's no water left, you know, like really get in there and extract everything out of it, you know, before you just think that, eh, whatever. Let's get into five mistakes filmmakers make uh, with their demo reel. And the first thing that I wanna say is that I've seen many, many demo reels where people do that, like they save best for last. They think that, you know, ending on a high note is the way to go. You must be really narcissistic to think like that, that people have time that they're gonna watch, you know, the first minute and a half, two minutes of your demo reel to see the ending. I mean, just, it's heartbreaking. Just when I go and look at my retention for all the videos that I put out on YouTube, it's like the good ones are like 60, 70%, but they're short. The long ones are like 33%, 38%, 42%. And it's heartbreaking because I'm like, man, like the effort was equal. Like, you know, what I did in the beginning, I did even more later on, you know, what the hell is going on? Like people just stick around, like please, you know, but you can't force people. So I would say just take a 180, switch it. So that's the first tip. Don't save best for last. Like start with a freaking banger. So people, their jaw freaking drops and then they watch the whole thing. And then yeah, you spread the, you know, stuff out and just breadcrumbs like throughout the whole thing. And another thing to be, that you need to think about is that a lot of the times like people will then do the opposite what I'm recommending but then it will be the first that five 15 seconds are going to be freaking banger and then that's it the end don't do that either figure out a way to spread it out evenly but starting off with the banger is billion times better than save best for last so that is number one 
Number two, demo reels that are irrelevant are because there's no context. It's all over the place, okay? I start watching a demo reel and I'm kind of like, uh, I mean, I know that it starts with, let's just say a cinematography reel, but then I'm just watching it and it's like, boom, 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 boom. Like, you know, it just, I'm just like, okay, like, what am I really, it's just a hodgepodge montage and it just goes all over the place and maybe it's like too cutty and I can't really concentrate on one thing, you know? You gotta think about who you're catering to. If you're a cinematographer, maybe I wanna see oneers, you know? I wanna see long, dragged out shots. Can you hold your, you know, focus? Can you boom, 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 this, like composition? Like, what's the composition like? What's the lighting like? Like, let me absorb that. Maybe if you are a trailer editor, then you give me like da-da-da-da-da. Da, 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 like, you know, you can do those and I'll buy it because that's what I'm looking for. And if you cut dramas, then you just got to think about that, you know, maybe like clump your shots and give me a little story, move on to the next one. It's okay. I'm not going to skip to the next demo reel because now I'm looking for that. So things like that. Number three, um, that's another thing that I noticed. The demo reels are either too short or they're too long. So think about this, right? So the best way to understand how long your demo reel should be is to look at the big players, okay? So let's just say I'm a colorist, I go on Company 3's website and I look at their demo reels. And this is uh, the company that pretty much does every major Hollywood film and Super Bowl commercials and everything that dominate the color grading space, okay? So now I go on their website and I look at their reel and their freaking reel is like two minutes long. And I'm like, what the hell? Like. I thought I had so much good content that my reel should be five minutes long and people should sit through and watch it. Do I have better stuff than Company 3? Spoiler alert, F no, I don't. So why is my reel five minutes long and theirs is two minutes long? Have some humility and analyze it, like be realistic about it. Optimism is great, but you still have to be like to stay in the game, you have to be realistic. So go study some of that, analyze it, and then work around that. Sometimes, like I said, it's too short, it's too cutty. Like, you know, you're thinking, you're pandering to like the freaking views and like what people want to see and you're making a 30 second demo reel. You can't do that. You know, that's, it's just, it, it shows that you have nothing to show for. And it doesn't matter. Again, you could be shooting like wedding videos and parties, but that's okay. Take pride in it and tell a story and then don't rush yourself. But at the same time, just know what's too long, what's too short. Do your research. Vimeo is a great place. And then I'm sure like best place would be, let's say your business is making corporate videos. Then I will go to like Intel's website and things like that and watch some stuff from them or research production companies that do corporate videos and then look at how do they make their demo reels and then kind of take that, throw your flair on it, you know, your sauce on it and then go from there. Four, and this is with every demo reel. Um, music is either too dull or too jarring in your face, death metal, that's a no-no, don't effing do it, doesn't work. Unless you're applying for a death metal band and telling them that you wanna to tour with them and just you know cut stuff for them, social media pieces, whatever, then do it, then that's great. But other times the music is too dull, 
Paul Thomas Anderson. You know, I mean, I, not trying to like shit on the dude, but Phantom Thread could have been a great movie if it was an hour long, hour and 20 minutes long. And it didn't need to be like five days long. I mean, come on, dude, like stop being pretentious. Don't just drag things because you think that you have something to say and then other people's time doesn't matter and then throw something on there that's so sleepy that it's hard to concentrate and look at. So even let's just say personally, that's your music. That's okay. But don't think about that. Think about who's going to be watching it on the other end. Think about them. And the biggest thing, the biggest indicator what kind of music you need to use is going to be the driving force is going to be your visuals and the editing style. That's going to tell you right there what kind of music you need. Something to keep in mind. And then the last mistake that filmmakers make is one size fits all real. And I'm telling you, this is the ultimate worst and I used to do it. This gets you nowhere. I mean, it's one of those things that I'll put out a freaking crazy banger reel and like months go by and I'm like, what the hell is going on? I thought after making this reel, my life is going to change. I just tacked on all these new clients and like, you know, I have impressive like shots in there and all that. Like, what the hell is going on? Why am I not reaching anyone? Because when you make a one size fits all reel, it's really easy to see that. And when you send it out to people, they look at it as a spam. Like you're just spamming everyone because you don't really, and you're kind of scattered. You don't have a direction which you're applying for. You're just like boom, 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 like, you know, anywhere. And whoever calls me is great. You don't even want to get that call because if they call you, it's going to be like some crazy bullshit position and they're just going to overwork you. It's not, it's going to be a lose-lose situation. You're not going to be able to produce what they want or you're not going to be happy and you're not going to be happy with what you're going to be doing because they were just like, you know, you're, they take you as a joke. So thing to just keep in mind, one size fit, fits all, real, no go. Yes, exactly. Wallach saying like, yes, that's the movie I'm talking about with Daniel Day-Lewis. I mean, I love the cast. I like the premise at the end of the movie, but come on, man. This is 2019. Like, let's freaking roll. I don't know if you guys seen Chernobyl on HBO, but check it out. Best thing ever happened to humankind, okay? I mean, a five-part series. The production value is more than freaking Phantom Thread, like a lot of movies, big-budget movies or TV shows, and it just gets right in. Like, the first five minutes, you're hooked. And until the last second of episode five, when the series ends, you're, you're just like, I wish they had 50 episodes and I will just give up on life and watch this all day long because it's amazing. So that's my point, okay? And it's critically acclaimed and it's, you know, rotting at 100 and it's on, it's 9.9 .9 or 9.7 on IMDb. So it's no joke, but there's different ways to tell a story. But in 2019, chop, chop, let's go. That doesn't mean rush but just do it right. So let me play this reel for you. And then once I play it all the way through, I'm gonna go back and I'm gonna start breaking it down and tell you exactly what's going on and how I made it. And it's gonna help out a lot. And I'm also gonna end it, uh, end that reel with the wins and the losses, okay? All right, so hopefully you liked what you saw. Let me just get in there. So this is a company reel and this is for editorial and color. These are the services we offer and the call to action comes in around here, you know, where I'm just like, we do color and then it goes into, we do editorial and we do color, right? I started this demo reel with the music track. Music track was the first thing. A lot of the times the catalyst is the music track because it's gonna give you the motivation and you're gonna start seeing things. You're gonna start building a story in your head. So what I do is a lot of the times I might be driving to LA 
and um, I'll literally be on Musicbed just going through different tracks. Musicbed is a website, royalty-free, you know, website where you can sign up, you know, per month or, you know, purchase a track. So I will literally just be going through their playlist and pick artists that I like and just going through their playlist while I'm driving, you know, to work and just analyzing and internalizing, just trying to think like how everything is going to play out. So that's the first thing that I do. I think that's the thing that you should look into doing if you don't already. And but hopefully most of you already do that. So start with a music track that you think is going to set the tone and it's going to be the right for what you're trying to say. I am heavily influenced by hip hop. I get going with it like I, I love that, you know, so that's just my thing. It's true to me. So even if I'm come creating a company and it should be more business-like and have like a plain Jane corporate music, that's just not what's gonna happen because I'm the boss of this company, so I drive it. I do it however I see fit. And nowadays with social media and like just the influencers, like this is what's hot right now. You know, this is cool, this is hip, this is different. So I did that. Now, now where do I start? So this is what happened. This was the first section. So now I got the reel. Not only I got the reel or, or I got the music, when I got the music, I started listening to it and you see all these markers. You can see the markers on the music track. All these markers like have different things on them. Some say what it says, like, you know, I should have like a world, I should have this and that, focus on that. Maybe there should be a bird flying when this is happening, you know? And I dropped these cues on my music track to kind of help me line up these sequences because as you can tell, like, there's so many different projects that are used on this. There's so many different projects that I dropped in here. So how do you go from one thing to another? You start off with doing that. Listen to the music and if it has like lyrics, like try to make sense of it and create a story. At the end of the day, you know, it doesn't matter. It could be a real, it should still tell a story. It shouldn't be just like a freaking crazy montage that makes no sense, okay? Because it needs to be compelling for somebody to keep watching it. You know, that's one amazing tip that I can tell you if you want to burn through demo reels and just like kick them out really fast, but methodically and have them done right. And then besides that, I can show you that throughout this demo reel, there is a color coordination. We're kind of gradually going from one color to another, like a color palette to another. Same thing is happening with shots or spots. Like I'm going from one spot and transitioning into the next one gradually you know nothing just like hits you in the face this is dodge and then from dodge we go to png but we go, we're going to png but look at this red i'm taking this red and i'm going in there and then from that red i'm going to alfa romeo spot that i did and it just like bleeds into that so nicely and then you know her red lipstick right and then even like just the way she's graded you know it's like warm and it goes with this like the feels you you get what i'm saying and then like it's it's fast, 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 it's slow. It's fast, 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 it's slow. You get what I'm saying? But the, it's everything is tied in together. Like nothing is without any purpose. Every shot is thoughtfully, meticulously placed. And then this little beat right here, just look at the music beat and how I'm using it. Now, I don't overuse these cues, okay? Because I mean, if you just do one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, if you just go beat, 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 ah, it's kind of stale, it's kind of lame, it's kind of young, like you're a new editor. So don't do that, but then know when to use it, uh, you know, when you, when it's gonna have the most impact. Hopefully this is 
this is doing what I hope it's doing. You know, I've, I, I've never done a breakdown like that with anyone, but like when I'm cutting it, this is the dialogue that I'm having with myself. So hopefully it's coming out, it's translating into what I wanted to do. So in the beginning I showed cars, this and that, I'm ending it on like, wow, this was a one fun experience, you know, and everybody's having the good old time, you know, laughing, dancing, singing, boom, 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 like feeling himself going into this is what we do. And then at the end, we build authority by showing all the brands and everybody, everything, everyone that I work with, companies, and then it goes into my logo that was small, and then boom, it takes over the world. The post village will rule them all. So that is the breakdown on that. Okay, so now, so, so this reel, um, you saw this reel and you know how everything worked in here and how thoughtful it was and all that good stuff, right? So this is all great. So the win that came out of it is that I was hired to do a 2019 reel for Ultima. I did a sizzle for Nissan Ultima because of that. So Nissan reached out and I did that for them, which was epic. So that was a win. That was a big win. Ended up doing a bunch of different things for them uh, because of it, like did some GTR work, like Nismo, the new um, GTR that came out recently. So did a lot of promotions, promotional stuff for that. So, I mean, that's what happened from that company reel that I just showed you. Now, the L that I took from that reel and the mistake that I don't want you to make because just learn from my experience is that yes, it was a really cool reel, right? It's amazing, it's great, like all the things, the behind the scenes that I told you, like, you know, like the thought process, this and that, it was wonderful. The problem was that it doesn't have a direct message. Okay, and there's some things that I did really, really wrong with that that I see today and I go, what the hell was I thinking? And what I mean by that is that why the hell I'm saying what I do at the end, editorial and color, what the hell was that about? Why am I establishing my authority at the end? Because once again, I'm preaching to you that don't do that. Put your best stuff first, establish your authority first, but I did the opposite and that's why I'm telling you that because I learned from it. So Nissan job was amazing and then crickets after that. Like nothing really came out of it, referrals and like how I get my business but not through a demo reel because it was irrelevant and it was just, it, there was no direction, you know? It's a cool piece, okay good, but that's the end of it. You know, it doesn't really provide some value to my client or somebody who's gonna hire me to go, oh wow, okay, I see. Okay, you also do this, you also do that. Oh, this is how they do it. That's exactly what we were looking for, done. You kinda have to answer their questions and anticipate their needs. I did not do that. So as cool as that reel was, that's one of those things that don't do it because it is sort of tiny bit like one size fits all reel, okay? So that's what I'm gonna say about that. So I just told you that, hey, don't do that. So then what do you do instead? And this is what you do instead. You create a real package. I swear to you, I just started doing it recently, like the beginning of this year, and it changes everything. It changed my entire process and how many leads I'm getting and how it's working. It's like a freaking light bulb. Real package is basically repurposing your reels, like repurposing your stuff. So you have tons of car stuff. Don't just create a overall reel that has corporate, like one corporate spot, like, I don't know, two promo videos and then six car pieces. That kind of 
offsets it. It just kind of, it, it's kind of off-putting because then when I'm watching it, I'm like, car, 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 car. Whoa, what the hell was this about? What is this? Like, you know, all of a sudden I see something corporate and I'm like, well, that's kind of weird, you know? So make a dedicated reel, make an automotive reel. It doesn't take that much. I'm going to show you what you need to do. Start with the longest form reel. So so what I would say is that what I did, you know, a couple of weeks ago or a month ago is that I started with the company reel because that was going to include most of it, you know? So I started with that. So I get familiar with all the footage and what I have and started dropping markers and all that. But I had a long-term goal. I had, I went in with the plan. I had a real package set up that, hey, I need to apply for automotive. I need to apply automotive for editorial. So I'm going to hit up all these X, Y, and Z companies with that reel. I'm going to hit up all small businesses with corporate reel. That's going to have Intel and, you know, um, Queen Mary and a couple of other like clients, big clients that I work with and small. And that's going to target that. I have a fitness reel that's going to be basically just hitting up like, you know, all these like fitness, you know, uh, gyms that are opening up every day, you know, because every, everybody's so health conscious. So think about that. I maximized it. I only had done a couple of gigs, but now I'm looking at it and I'm like, that's substan- substantial. I can put together a 40 second, 45 second thing that I can market on Instagram, you know, Facebook, because that's where these guys live anyway. They don't go to Vimeo to look at the reel. And the tr- traditional way of sending them an email is going to end up in a spam anyways. So that's the way to do it. So I'm creating that reel. Then another biggest thing that you need to do is that you have to create, if you're an editor, you need to create a real teaser, which is going to be a minute, minute and a half long reel. That's going to you know, basically show your body of work. And then you're going to make an extended reel, which is going to be all your projects. It could be a 25 minute long reel. I'm just going to skim through to tell you what I mean by that. It's basically my top 16 best projects put together and they're about a minute and a half, two minutes long. You don't have to put the entire show. Let's just say, and even then you have to get granular. So let's just say I actually just applied and got a gig because of it. I put together a reel for um, pilot episodes. Okay. Um, Because it's a huge thing. Uh, People who are editors out there, when you work on a show, uh, it's much easier to just jump on episode one of season three. You know, the formula is already there. You just got to plug and play. You know, you got to plug the pieces and move them around and you go from there. But when you are doing a pilot, you are playing as a, you know, floor director. You're pretty much leading the charge, creating a structure, you know, like different montages. It's going to have this sequence, that sequence. It's going to have this many acts, like all that stuff. And that's a huge deal. So I created a reel specifically for that. I had a couple of shows. I um, started with show openers and then I just did some excerpts. Excerpts are like little scenes from a whole show. So I just added some excerpts, like some pieces, like some scenes that were like really well put together. I put that in in a, in a pilot reel and sent it out, got a job right away and uh, just did a did a gig for them. And obviously everything is freelance, did a gig with them. And that's the same company that wants to hire me to take on the entire show and work remotely. So this is sort of like a dream come true, amazing situation and an ideal situation. This might not happen to everyone, but I'm just telling you how effective that was. And um, 
you know, a lot of you might not have thought of it, thought of using reels like that. But again, it's all about context is king. If it fits, you know, within that context, then it's great. Do it. Okay. And then the last thing for the real package. So the first thing is teasers, right? To just get their attention. The second thing, if you got their attention, they're going to click on the extended versions. They're going to watch your body of work, scroll through things like that. But that's sort of like a linear fashion, right? Because a 25 minute reel and I open it in QuickTime or whatever, I'm scrolling through, like I still have to do some work. Three, you can do something that Vimeo lets you do, which is showcase links. So you go to Vimeo and you click on showcases and just look at how I, you can break them down however you want. Click on showcase and just give it a name and just drop stuff in there. But this is what I do. I will, if I apply for an editing job, I will give them a link to my teaser. I'm gonna give them a link to my extended reel and then I'm gonna give them a link to my showcase. Cause now they can just go through, this is your portfolio creme of the creme, your best work. They can go through and go, oh, this looks cool. Let me check this out, boom. You got that job. This looks really cool. Let me check it out. Boom. You got a job. You know what I mean? So it's like you're helping. You got to help them out as much as possible because if there is one thing that I can tell you, uh, that is don't give them the benefit of the doubt. Just don't do it. The benefit of the doubt thing does not work. And uh, I'm telling you, the assumptions are the worst thing that you can you know do when it comes to sending out demo reels and waiting to hear back from them don't assume anything just spell it out spell it out regardless of like if you're applying to a you know a young kid on instagram who doesn't know a first thing about video or you're applying at a huge behemoth like you know company and they, you think that they know everything, still spell it out. So now you got your reel, right? You got your reel, what do you do with it? How do you, where do you go to find work? And I'm gonna start with uh, rookies, people who are just starting out, to kind of people who've been doing it for a while, okay? So people who are just starting out, Instagram. I'm telling you, Instagram and other social media outlets, start hitting up people. Okay, go look at somebody who's in your area because you can even do a uh, place res uh, place search. So do a place search and look for cool filmmakers near you that are making making content and start off with like somebody who's doing promo videos, things like that, and hit them up and just be like, hey, I'm gonna tag along. I'm gonna I am interested in job shadowing. I'm gonna help you out, carry your cases, whatever. But don't sell yourself that short, but just basically say, I have value to offer. Because after the whole PA situation, you know, you move to California, you work in Hollywood making 100 bucks, 150 a day for 17 years to hope that one day you're going to do something. And then you hear other people like, oh, this guy started as a PA and now he's Roger Deakins, which he didn't. But I'm just saying, after that, that's one in a freaking 10 trillion. And uh, don't leave your luck and your fate in somebody else's hand. Just take control of that, okay? So for the newbies, go on Instagram, uh, search, you know, place search or whatever around your area, reach out to those people and just DM. I sort of got it works. Just DM them and say, I'm gonna do it for free. I'm gonna do it for 50 bucks. Start, like, you know, I just wanna come out. Start with free because or else they're, you're not gonna hear back. If you're nobody and if you don't have a lot of work on there to show and impress them, they're not gonna, they're not gonna bother, you know? They're not gonna waste their time. So they start with like, I got something to offer, I got some value to offer, but just be humble, have humility. When you say I have something to offer, don't come off cocky. Say that, hey, I need you more than you need me, 
in these words, seriously, because this thing works all the time, say, I need you more than you need me, but I promise you I can bring some value. I'm passionate. I'm compassionate about it. I have a lot of compassion about this and, you know, I can bring something to the table and you'll be amazed because all you need to get going is a couple of good projects on your reel, a couple of good projects to get going. And then the real package that I told you about, you put those things together. I mean, you can do all of this in one month. If you go online right now and start hitting up 20 people a day on Instagram or LinkedIn, whatever, 20 people a day, I know for a freaking fact, even if you have jack shit on your reel, even if you don't even have a single video, whatever, if you start doing it and if you come off authentic and tell them, you know, your trajectory and where you want to be and what you want to do and how passionate you are about this, somebody's going to give you a shot. You go work with them one gig and you just kill it. They're going to call you back. You work on something else with them and boom, next thing you know, in one month you have like four different projects, you know, that are different enough to cut it into a reel and then you're off to the races and do exactly what I said, the real package. Then you start building real packages and the rest is history. Your career just took off. And people who've been doing it for a while, like even myself, again, similar thing applies to you. But, you know, go th for us, a lot of it is like going through uh, preparing all our content, get our real package ready and to go and then do the same thing but on a bigger scale. So I will go on LinkedIn and I have a list broken down into three different tiers. So tier one companies, tier two companies, tier three companies, and I start hitting them up. I don't spam anyone. I go and I learn about each company because this is important. I'm not just hitting up some randos, okay? So this is a meticulous work, I'm not kidding. Like sometimes that is my task for the day and it's worth every penny because sometimes it'll turn into a $35,000 project in a month, um, which I don't even have to do all the way. I can outsource and then just kind of monitor it and just, you know, kind of play the quarterback. So you'll be amazed what the, you know, if eight hours can earn you 35K, I think it's worth it, right? So what I'm saying is that even people who are pros, go on LinkedIn, go on Instagram, reach out to these people, offer them something. I mean, I will even go as far as, you know, offering people free, free color sessions. Hey, I, you know, I, I'm going to go find some DP who's really cool and doing kick-ass stuff in Germany. And I want to connect with them. And, you know, I can reach out to him. And let's say that our body of work is kind of similar. He does badass DP work. I do kick-ass like color work. I reach out to him and I said, bro, I want to collab. Do you have something? If you have something, throw it my way. I'll do it for free. I don't care. I just want to get more shit on my reel. And then I do it for them. Uh, it's a win-win. I learn a lot from that. I build that. More importantly, I build that relationship overseas. Now I got a contact there. And let me just say this. Since 2012, there has been very few times when I had to go out to get a job, like a cold call sort of situation. I put out my work and I share the stuff that I'm sharing with you and I get contacted a lot of the times, or 80 plus percent of my work comes from referrals. So that's, it's going back to that honesty thing. Like if you're doing a kick-ass job, you're gonna get, get a call, and you're gonna land that job. But when that happens, you need to be prepared. That's why we're doing this webinar. You need to have that reel to land you that job, because that's the last bit. That's the missing piece. It's really hard. Like you really need to have a crazy spine to like get a job without a reel or a good reel. But even if you're 25% in the door, 
and you have a kick-ass like real package that I'm sharing with you, you got that job. And then I know for a fact, once you're in there, you're gonna make it work and then you're gonna be their go-to person. And the don'ts, the biggest don't is don't think that you got some magic, you got a good thing going on and you gotta hold on to it and you don't wanna share it and the only plain Jane vanilla crap you wanna share on Instagram or whatever is just a aftermath, the picture of like your great color or whatever without anything, without any context. Nobody gives a shit because you don't, you're not better than Tom Poole. You're not better than many those big dogs out there and even they have humility and they're connecting with people because they're learning that that's just the name of the game nowadays, okay? So get a head start, get on it. I swear to God, it really pays dividend to like just go in there, be honest, be active on social media and do it with some value and some and have some honesty and have a giving attitude, give more and you will receive like shit will come back. If you have something valuable to share, people are going to stick around and they're going to be in your corner. So take pride in that and give, give, give. Make sure to check out my Instagram because I'm telling you there's a lot of value that's being provided there. I do um, a lot of like IG stories too where I will just like, you know, share one experience from a day, like, you know, a job that I did for Honda or something like that and what was the X, Y, and Z, and I'll share that with you. All right, so let me see. Rob, to answer your question, if these are cold calling or uh, submitting your reels, so no. So that's what I was saying. So, uh, you know, Rob brought up a great question, like how am I getting these gigs? Um, so as I mentioned, most of my gigs come from referrals. I work with companies and build this relationship with people, and, you know, they you know, I'm the kind of dude that goes beyond just like, you know, the working floor, you know, we'll go grab like, you know, a beer and hang out and chill and talk and just talk life. And I'm that kind of guy. So I get in people's lives, like not intrude, but, you know, just get to know them then just the over the surface. And that goes a long way. But uh, that's just who I am. I don't do it to to get business, but that's just part of my personality and it works out most of the time. So most of my jobs come from referrals, and then I do um, I, more than hitting up or DMing people at this point in my life. I have done that a lot, and I do it sometimes, but now a lot, of, a lot comes from uh, me putting all this content out there. So I've gotten really dope gigs, you know, after starting my YouTube channel, and uh, this one guy emailed me that I had emailed in 20, 2013, uh, and he said, Kazi, you know, it's been a while. I don't know if you remember me, but you reached out to me for some freelance work when you were starting your freelance career. And he's like, dude, I'm so sorry. Like, I never wrote back to you. And he's like, I've been seeing you every everywhere on social media. And oh my God, dude, I want to work with you. I'm running a color house. And he's like, um, I want to do some work with you. And, you know, so that's that, you know, so it's like a lot of it is happening because of it now, because I'm just putting my stuff out there and people are reaching out to me. But um, every now and then, yes, I do. Like I do put my stuff on LinkedIn and I'll DM someone big, you know, that I'm connected to through someone and then I'll start a conversation based on that. And then just, uh, you know, pure value. I, I don't do the, let me buy you a cup of coffee. I mean, you're not tricking anyone. Like it, people can buy their own coffee. So, I mean, that's, that's sort of like an old school tactic. Like I do most of the, like, you know, 
this is what I do. And if you know you ever need help with this, this and that, like I can work with any budget, blah, blah, blah. Like I'll tailor made a team for you. And, you know, just show people that you can go above and beyond and you can provide a little bit more than the person that they're already working with or somebody that they're looking for. Saad asked, like, if uh, can you elaborate on, you know, the cutting style for your reel? Like he's saying that, hey, aggressive and then slowing it down. Like, what is it based on? And uh, it's not necessarily based on music. Like I said, I mean, if you keep giving into feeding into the beats, like one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, it's gonna kind of turn into like, you know, a one pony trick. So you don't wanna do that. But what I really mean by that is, you know, the it's the blend of everything, it's the feeling. Like, you know, it's something in here that's gonna drive it, right? So I mean, when I was showing you how everything was seamlessly falling into place, and then I showed you where I started. I didn't start in the beginning. I just created a little segment that gave me a boost and the the vision that I needed for it uh, and see it, you know, uh, come to fruition and to life. And then I started, by taking that confidence, I started building it all out. Like it's like just chess, it's like a chess game. You know, you're just putting all these pieces together and then see you know, just make sure that they don't fall apart and like, you know, you stay on course and that's what it is. So I would say more than going like in a very linear fashion like this or that, it's more coming from here, but practice makes perfect. Um, I've been making demo, I make a lot of demo reels by the way and make a lot because that's how you're gonna get better. Don't treat it like a, such a pious thing that, oh my God, it has to be done like this and that. Like, you know, don't do it. Like, because when you put that pressure on yourself, you're just never gonna wanna do it. Like do it as like, it's a, uh, you're gonna make a demo reel for Instagram, like a 45 seconds to a minute long reel. Like it's just gonna be for Instagram, it's not that important, whatever, just put something together. Like you'll be amazed by practicing for one week straight. Um, your next reel is gonna be freaking astronomically better and you're gonna look back and be like, holy hell, I didn't know that I had that in me and get excited when you get those wins, when you get those W's, like freaking, sometimes my wife runs into my freaking room, she's like, why are you screaming? And I'm like, I'm screaming because I'm freaking kicking ass, I'm the shit, like look at this cut. And then I played through the cut and she's like, holy shit, this is really good. And my wife is not the one that's just gonna tell me that I'm the greatest for no reason. Like, you know, she's just like, oh shit, this is actually really good. Like, so I give myself props more than anyone else. I am my own biggest hype man, so all those things, go hand in hand. So Shiva asked like how to color grade all your footage for color grading. I use DaVinci Resolve, I don't mess with, you know, Premiere or something like that. If there's something that I can forecast right now, I can tell you that five years from now, Resolve is gonna be the freaking tool to use. Like I'm telling you right now, already 100% of the companies that are doing color work and finishing are using DaVinci Resolve and the biggest pain in the ass, those who know what I'm talking about, is the conforming process where you take Premiere or Avid's project, you bring it into Resolve and you have to spend a day or something like that, more than a day, conforming everything. When you edit in Resolve, you don't have to conform anything. You just go into the color page, you start grading that. You know, every, all the information is already there. So that right there saves tens of thousands and you know, for movies and stuff, probably hundreds of thousands, millions of dollars, okay? So I know it for a fact, they're long, plan, long-term plan is to be the one-stop shop. And I recently, a month ago, started using Resolve as an editor and I don't wanna go back. Like, I still use Premiere because a lot of these shops, like commercial houses and stuff, are still pretty heavy on Premiere. 
but I'm telling you, they're gonna be the first ones who are gonna adapt like DaVinci Resolve because they do finishing and the process is so expensive and so you know clunky and things like that and you know error prone and once they find out and get bought out you know bought into how strong resolve is it's going to change everything because all these big commercial companies are going to start using resolve and then premiere is going to be history when it comes to an editor because it's been around for so long but it's so glitchy it still feels like a freaking beta and resolve has been playing romancing with the editing and the sound design and you know that territory and already feels so much mature and that's coming from somebody who edits in resolve premiere final cut 10 and avid so that's my uh two cents on that shiva i would say get on resolve start editing in resolve and then grade in resolve because lumetri ain't jack shit i'm sorry like if you guys use lumetri and think that that's the shit it's actually just shit it's nothing else like when you understand the power of resolve and what you can do and how fast you can do it and how proper it is it will blow your freaking mind uh saw that's who does my graphics for me i do my graphics and it's just all done in after effects and a lot of them are based on a paid motion graphics package that i might purchase and then i will just redesign it and just mold it to my needs so a lot of it is like just repurposed and then i build on that Okay, so RS Hartiban asks like, brother, what do you do when you receive something? Basically, I think what you're saying is, how do you grade a footage that's basically shot in standard? It's pretty simple. You don't have to uh, spend that much time. All you have to do is just bring up like some information. So most of the time, if there's one tip that I can give you, uh, stuff that's shot in standard, the middle wheel, which is your mid-tones, which is your gamma, that's your best friend. Like that is it because with the Rec 709 look baked into the footage, it's gonna be clipping, it's gonna be hitting the top and the bottom, so you don't have to worry about the top and the bottom. It's always gonna be the middle section, like it might be too crushed or something, so when you take your gamma and you just lift it up, boom, you solve that problem, that shot is done, move on to the next one. A lot of the times the saturation is gonna be baked into it too, so just like, you know, keep an eye on the saturation and uh, obviously temperature if it's like shot wrong like if it's not if it's outside and shot 3200 instead of 56 then you have to you know correct that but the biggest like two cents that i can give you don't overanalyze it don't overthink it don't try to like re-engineer make it a log like a lot of people i know a lot of newbies like they'll take a rec 709 footage they'll turn it into log and then they'll like try to remake it into like a film look or something it doesn't happen like it was shot one way you can't really take it there you can, you'll end up damaging the footage more than helping it and uh, introducing a lot of artifacts and things like that. So with grading, if you go on my Instagram and see one of my posts, recent posts, I said that you have to be gentle and aggressive at the same time. And I think it might not make any sense and until I show you what I mean, but color grading is all about that balance, all about that balance, all about that balance. So like you do something that's just, you know, you've got to start off like aggressive. So like just throw it all in there and then start pulling back and be gentle, be gentle, be gentle, save everything, save the highlights, save the you know shadows, don't crush anything, like keep that saturation. Then at the end, go aggressive again, go ham again and push it, push it, push it till you just feel like it breaks. It breaks right there, but it's holding on. That's a great, because when you go and look at like all the movies and stuff like that, it's just on that cusp, it's sitting there. I mean, they are pushing, they're exercising that, like they're pushing it so much and then they're keeping it there. And the difference between a professional colorist and an amateur is that they keep it right in the middle, like too safe, too much, 
over the top and it just it's finding that balance all right guys if you guys don't have any other questions i'm gonna wrap it up love you guys thank you so much for sticking around really means everything to me see you hopefully next week